You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. E-S-N-Y. <laughs> What up? How we doing? Episode 96 of the Wide Ride Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Honey. As always, the Bleed Sports New York and the Elite Sports Radio Network. You know what day of the week it is. Wednesday. It's Best Bets Day. Week 8 already. That scares the hell out of me. It's already week 8 of the NFL season. The NBA season takes, excuse me, the MLB season takes forever. The NBA season, NHL season are even longer. The NFL season is like two and a half minutes. So we're already at week eight. I feel like we just started. This is already our eighth best bets episode. I feel like this is like our third. It's crazy. It scares the hell out of me. You know, after next week, we're already halfway through the regular season. Why? Why is it so quick? It's insane. Part of the reason is like, you know... Now that you have a Thursday night game every week, you know, there's only two days in between each week, right? So like week four ends and all of a sudden, 72 hours later, it's week five. It's like it, you get, there's like no warning. All of a sudden, you got to like change up your fantasy lineups and you got to pick your winners and losers in your survivor pools and make your bets. And it's all so quickly. It's, it's insane. Football season is two and a half goddamn minutes. It's absurd. But... We got an action-packed episode for you for you to hear today. Okay, it's week eight. Best bets. Got them all here for you. Not all of them, actually. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't lie to you. There are 15 games. There are two teams on a bye. We're not touching two games, but I have good reasons why. I know we've been we've been good about touching every game and talking about every game, spread, total, money line, but there are two games this week that we're not going to touch, and I have I have good reasons for why we're not touching them and why we're not. Uh, telling you who to bet on in those games, so we'll get to them anyway, but start off, Thursday Night Football, Green Bay at Arizona, Green Bay has, who, Devontae Adams on the COVID list, Alan Lazard on the COVID list, who knows what they're playing right now, dude, I I think this is one of those games where, you've seen it sometimes with Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay, where if they get off to an early deficit, by the way, all these lines are subject to change. They're Wednesday afternoons lines, and as always, the lines are courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, You've seen these types of games before with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, where if they get off to an early deficit, they shut down. It happened last year against Tampa Bay. Remember that game? It it happened this year against New Orleans week one, 38-3. And since Aaron might not have, you know, Alan Lazard and Devontae Adams, they may get off to a rough start against an Arizona team that's 7-0 and the only undefeated team in the league. 
I think Arizona wins this game big. I think this is a two or three touchdown game win for Arizona. I think Arizona covers minus six and a half. Arizona minus 300 on the money line. And uh, actually, it's Arizona minus six right now. I'd still take them. Arizona minus six. Arizona minus 275 on the money line. And um, I'm taking the under. Under 50. Under 50 points. Because I don't think, I, I you know, Green Bay in those games where they get off to an early deficit, they shut down, especially offensively. They can't score. They hardly scored last year against uh, Tampa Bay, and they they scored three points this year against New Orleans. The two games that I'm talking about were that they get off to these early deficits, and that's it. Under 50. Rams and Texans. Man, the Texans suck. I mean, we knew they were going to suck, but I ha- they're they're bad. I mean, 31-5. to I know Arizona's obviously Arizona, but 31-5 to they lose last week. I mean, put up some sort of fight. Jeez. I mean, you look at the Texans' last couple of games. I think it's like, I don't even want to know what like the combined score is. I saw it on Twitter, but I forgot. Texans' last couple games lost 31-5 to to Arizona. Lost 31-3 to to Indianapolis. They only lost by three to New England. But then the week before that, lost 40 to nothing to Buffalo. 40 to nothing. Dude, six straight losses now. I don't trust them at all against the Rams. I know it's a big spread. It's plus 14. I'm taking the Rams minus 14. I'm sorry. Listen, I know the Rams hardly escaped uh, the Lions game, but, you know, the Lions play... The, and Houston is 1-6 and six and the Lions are 0-7, but the Lions fight. Houston doesn't. At least they haven't much in the last couple of weeks. They did against New England, but that was it. I'm taking Rams minus 14 and Rams minus 850 on the money line. I know it's a big money line, so if you take them and they don't win, it's not on me. I'm not forcing you to put money down in this game. All the bets that you make, you're just listening to me make the picks. All the bets that you choose to make, that's on you. Okay, but I'm telling you, Rams minus 14, Rams minus 850 on the money line. And take the under, under 47.5. I don't trust Houston to score. I don't think they can score at all. Or, like, really much. Scored eight points combined in the last two games. Have scored 30 points combined in the last four games. <laughs> it's not ideal from their offense. Take the under 47.5. Moving on, Pittsburgh and Cleveland. I like Pittsburgh in this game. Listen, Cleveland's dealing with injuries. Baker Mayfield, who knows? You know, I feel like Mike Mike Tomlin's going to take advantage of that. He's a great coach, always has been. He's not taking the USC job. Don't ask him about it, okay? I was intimidated watching that response just from my laptop in New York. And he he basically rolled his eyes and said, I don't have time for that. That's a joke. Never say never, but never. I was like, oh my God. I would have been bugging out if I was in that room. I was intimidated just watching that. Mike Tomlin's going to figure out a way to win this game. Take Pittsburgh plus 3.5 and, and Pittsburgh plus 160 on the money line. And I'm taking the under in this game too. Under 42. Listen, I with Case Keenum potentially playing, uh, Ben Roethlisberger's issues on, on the field, It's I think this is going to be a defensive battle. So I'm taking under 42. I'm taking a lot of unders this week. Just warning you. Taking a lot of unders. So if you, if you came here to listen to some overs, you're not going to get a lot of those. You're going to get some, but you're going to get some unders too. So it's not going to be primarily over us this week. Not that it ever is, but whatever. Detroit and Philly. This is the week. Detroit finally notches a victory. At home, Philly's going to screw something up. Nick Sariani's going to screw something up. So is Jalen Hurts. 
take Detroit plus three and a half and Detroit plus 160. Detroit fights. Listen, they, they needed a game-winning 66-yard field goal to lose to the Ravens. We're in my top 10 of my power rankings, which you can check out on EliteSportsNY.com. Uh, kept up with the Rams for much of the afternoon this past Sunday. Detroit's a fu- Detroit fights. I like their head coach. I like his attitude. I like his mentality. Plus three and a half for Detroit, plus 160 in the money line. And again, the under. Because I don't like either of these offenses. I like Detroit in this game, but I don't, I don't like either of these offenses. I really don't. Under 48. San Francisco, Chicago. San Francisco's got to get back, man. They got it. They 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 need a get back game. They've lost four straight, and this is it. This is the game. They this is their get back game against Chicago. San Francisco minus four. Listen, I don't I don't trust Justin Fields just yet. Um, I think he's getting. I think he'll develop, and I think he'd be good down the road. But he's not good now. Uh, I I just trust Kyle Shanahan more than I trust Matt Nagy. Uh, and uh, regardless of who plays quarterback for San Francisco, whether that's, you know, if it's a healthy Trey Lance or Garoppolo or who knows, I just trust that team more than Justin Fields and Matt Nagy. I'm taking minus four San Francisco and San Francisco to win outright, minus 210. And I'm taking the over. Listen, 39 and a half, I think that's a low over for any two teams in this league. Um, maybe not Jacksonville and Houston, but the Jacksonville and Houston did, it was like 37 to 21 week one. So I shouldn't say that, but 39 and a half is a low over, over under, excuse me. Um, I'm taking over 39 and a half for that game. Carolina, Atlanta. Moving on. I like Carolina plus three. Listen, I don't trust Atlanta much. Atlanta needed a game-winning field goal to beat a struggling Giants team. They needed a game-winning field goal, game-winning drive to beat a struggling Miami team. And Carolina is desperate for a win. They're hungry for a win. Uh, I think they got a good defense. I think Sam Donald is not great, but uh, you know I, I think they're hungry for a win, and I think they're due up for one. I think that's a team that is very, uh, you know, especially against a division rival on the road, um, they'll come in prepared. So I take Carolina plus three here, and I'm taking uh, Carolina on the money line as well, plus one thirty-five. Okay, and as far as the over/under, I'm taking the under, just because I don't like either of these. I don't, I don't trust. Sam Donald to put up a significant number of points, but I do think they'll win. I think this will be, I think this will be 21 to 17 games. So Carolina, Carolina wins 21-17. They cover plus three and they win outright. And the underheads, under 45 and a half. Miami Buffalo. Gee, I don't know what's up with Miami. This is the, one of the two games that I'm not touching. Because I don't know. Because here's the thing. I don't know if they're trading for Deshaun Watson. I really don't. Reportedly, there are, as I sit here Wednesday at 5.30 p.m., reportedly terms for a trade have been agreed to between the Houston Texans and the Miami Dolphins to trade Deshaun Watson to Miami. Miami would approve, excuse me, Watson would approve of the trade because he has a no trade clause, but he would waive it to go to Miami. And it's re- what's being reported is that the draft pick compensation for Watson has been agreed to. You know, the three first rounders, I think, maybe not. I, I think they said, they said the three first rounders, but probably not something smaller than the two second rounders that Houston wanted. But the problem is... The Dolphins owner, Stephen Ross, has approved the trade, but he wants the legal 
uh, Watson's legal issues to be resolved. And he wants clarity that he won't be suspended. And we probably, they probably won't be resolved and we probably won't get any clarity on if or if he'll be suspended or not prior to the November 2nd trade deadline. I mean, he's got, what, 22 allegations of sexual misconduct, 10 criminal complaints. He doesn't want to write checks and settle these because that's an admission of guilt. So these legal issues are not going, or probably not going to be resolved by November 2nd. It's October 27th now. They're probably not going to be resolved by next Tuesday. And we probably won't get... With that being said, we probably won't get clarity on if Roger Goodell and the league will suspend Watson or not by next Tuesday. But at the same time, I don't know. I'm not a part of the NFL. I don't work inside the NFL. I don't know what's going on. There's a chance that the Dolphins owner, Stephen Ross, can say, okay, whatever, we'll take him anyway. Who knows? So I have no idea if the Dolphins are going to have Watson this week. I don't know. That's why I'm not touching this game. But if you want to go and bet that game, by all means, go ahead and do it. Miami is plus 13 and a half. Uh, Buffalo is minus 760 on the money line. Uh, if Miami has Tua, if they're rolling, if they're moving forward with Tua and Tua is quarterbacking this game, Buffalo is probably going to win that game. But I don't know if Tua is going to be quarterbacking that game for Miami. I don't know. So it's, it's very fluid right now. So I don't know. But moving on, Cincinnati and our hometown Jets. Listen, I got to take, it's a widespread, minus 10.5, but I got to take Cincinnati, minus 10.5. Zach Wilson will not be playing. He's missing the next two to four weeks of the PCL sprain. So reserve, primary backup quarterback, Mike White, will play for the Jets. Who knows if we'll play the following week. We'll see how he plays on Sunday. But as of right now, he's expected to start for the Jets. It's not a good situation for gangrene. It's not. Cincinnati's a tough defense, allowing fewer than 20 points per game. I like Cincinnati, minus 10.5 and minus 490 on the money line and take the under here under 42 and a half listen if the Jets can't really score much with Zach Wilson I mean how much are they going to be able to score with Mike White so I don't especially against that Cincinnati defense I wouldn't feel comfortable in telling you to take over 42 and a half with Mike White against the tough Cincinnati defense so take under 42 and a half in this game uh, Tennessee, Indianapolis, man, they're, they're the odds makers for for DraftKings Sportsbook are really disrespecting Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee's coming off back to back wins against Buffalo, Kansas City. They blew Kansas City out twenty seven to three, but they're plus one and a half against Indianapolis. I know they're on the road, but I got to take Tennessee here. Tennessee's the better team in this matchup, plus one and a half. I trust Ryan Tannehill and that crew more than I trust Carson Wentz. Uh, Tennessee plus one and a half, and Tennessee minus. Excuse me, Tennessee plus 100 on the money line. Take over 51, though. Hammer that over. I mean, these two offenses, Indianapolis just scored 30 points against uh, the San Francisco defense. Uh, Tennessee, we know, can score points. Uh, So I got to take over 51 here. I could see this game being like a shootout. Like Tennessee wins like 35-32 or something like that. So they cover plus one and a half. The over hits. Um, and, the, and they went out right. So I could see this game in a sh- being a shootout. I, th- I think it'll be close. But I think Tennessee plus one and a half is a bit disrespectful considering what they've been able to do in the last couple of weeks. I think they're really coming uh, together, especially as an offense. I like Tennessee plus one and a half and over 51. And Tennessee on the money line. But I already said that. Moving on, the four o'clock games. Now there are four four o'clock games. I may watch two of them. There's two, uh, the other, so there's four games in the four o'clock window. Two of them I don't like. I'll talk about them betting per. I'll talk about who to take with the spread and the money line and the total. I just, I, I, they're not great games. Okay, the first one I will, I think, I think I will watch New England against the Chargers. 
just because I think New England fights. Obviously, Bill Belichick, he, he knows how to game plan against basically every team, so it's not like they get blown out. I, uh, I'm taking New England plus five in this matchup. I think they'll, uh, I think they'll give Justin Herbert fits, but I think uh, the Chargers will win this one outright. Minus two, so the Chargers are minus two twenty-five in the uh, on the money line. So Patriots plus five, Chargers minus two twenty-five. Look, Patriots blew out the Jets by forty-one. Uh, they played the Bucks close. Uh, they played the Cowboys close. Cowboys needed overtime. To beat them and the Cowboys are my top five in the power rankings and they're in the top five in a lot of people's power rankings so I like New England to make it close I think the Chargers win this game uh by like three or four points or so Patriots cover plus five Chargers went out right minus 225 in the money line and take the over because I like how I like these two offenses I like what uh the Chargers can do with Brandon Staley uh, and Justin Herbert and their weapons and had New England put up 54 points last week against the Jets I know it's the Jets but I mean, scoring 54 points isn't exactly overly common in this league. So give them props. I've taken the over 49 in this one. Uh, Jacksonville, Seattle. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to love. I don't know if I'm going to watch all this game or every snap, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm not going to watch Jacksonville against Geno Smith. I just, you know, I mean, I'll watch it because I watch everything. It's red zone. I put on red zone. So I'll watch I'll watch this game, but I'm, I'm, it's not a game that I'm looking forward to. This isn't, this isn't exactly a game that I wish was flexed to the prime time slot, but uh, Seattle minus three. Listen, Jacksonville just not great. I understand Jacksonville is coming off the bye week, but I like Seattle here. Um, I don't love New Orleans, but I still think New Orleans is a good team, somewhat good head coach, uh, Alvin Kamara, obviously, and good, um, good defense. And Seattle was able to keep up with them for much of the game on Monday night. So I like Seattle to cover minus three here against Jacksonville, who's obviously struggling this year. They're one and six or one and five, I should say. Uh, and I like Seattle minus 165 in the money line and under 43 and a half. Listen, 43 and a half is a low total, but it's Jacksonville's offense and it's Geno Smith. You got to take under 43 and a half. I mean, they neither these two offenses. This if it was Russell Wilson, you take the over, but it's not. So it's you got to you got to take the under here. The other game I'm not looking forward to in the four o'clock slot: Washington against Denver. Uh, I like Washington plus three. Listen, I I I, uh, I like Washington plus three, but I like Denver to win outright minus one seventy. Look, Denver's hungry for a win, um, and uh, I think Washington will make it close because I think these teams are basically sort of even in terms of talent. Um, I don't like Washington's defense, but I don't like Denver's offense. So it's 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 one of those things where I think Washington will make it close, but I think Denver wins on a game winning field goal. Uh, I think Denver wins by. Two points. I'll say, so I'm taking Washington plus three and Denver minus 170. I'm telling you that you should take the over just because I don't like Washington's uh, defense. I think, I think. I mean, who likes Washington's defense? It was, it's one of the worst defenses in the league thus far this year. So I could, I could see the Broncos winning this game. I'm going to say 27 to 25. Yeah, so Washington covers plus three. The over hits. Broncos went out right. Yeah, 27-25. I think I'll be all right. I, I mean, that's a good game, but I still don't want... I'm not looking forward to it just because I don't think Washington is very good, and I don't think Denver is very good either. So, final game in the 4 o'clock slot. Bucks saints Looking forward to this one. It's obviously because, you know, it's the Bucks, Very talented. And I like Jameis Winston. So, that it's it's a win-win. It's a revenge game for Jameis, too. Revenge game for Jameis. Okay, against his former team, the team that drafted him number one overall back in 2015. Okay, but I got to take it. Listen, I, I care about the listeners too much to tell them to bet against the uh, Tampa Bay. 
So I'm saying Tampa Bay minus five and a half and Tampa Bay minus 240. I wouldn't tell you to bet against Tampa Bay. I mean, have you seen them? Have you seen them play at all this year? Tom Brady's not slowing down. Their weapons aren't slowing down. They're beating, obviously, they were expected to beat Chicago last week, but 38-3? to Dude. Like, this is another potential Super Bowl team. Brady could win his eighth Super Bowl this year. It's unbelievable. Like, they're, like this, like last year, I saw somebody say this. I forget if it was a writer or somebody said it on a, on a TV show or radio, but I complete and I totally forget who it is. Or I, I apologize. I shouldn't know this. I should give them credit for it. But somebody said last year was just the Bucks warming up or something like something of that nature. They said last year was just the Bucks warming up. Uh, the Bucks getting ready for dominance or something like that. And they're right. It took them a little bit to get everything to come together. It wasn't until late in the year last year where like, crap, Tampa Bay might actually be a Super Bowl team. And they blew all the way through and they blew out the Chiefs in the big game. I wouldn't tell the listeners to bet against Tampa Bay. Why would you? Tampa Bay minus five and a half. Tampa Bay minus 250 on the money line. And you got to take the over. Over 50. I mean, this team can score. This team can score points. Literally. 50 over over under 50 in a Tampa Bay game is disrespectful by the odds makers. Tampa can score. That's obvious. Everyone knows that. If you watch football, you know that. Over 50 in this game. And then finally, Dallas, Minnesota, Sunday Night Football. People may crush me on this. For some reason, I like Minnesota in this game. I do. I like Minnesota plus 2.5 and and Minnesota plus 115 on the money line. And over, and for the over to hit. Because I think, you know, Dallas's offense is too good with Press Dak and Zeke and all their weapons and Amari Cooper. I think if you're going to win this game, if you're going to beat Dallas, you got to score a lot of points. So I think uh, I think over 55 is appropriate. But I think Minnesota covers plus 2.5 and, and they went out right plus 115. Look, I've said it multiple times this year. Whether it was on this podcast or whether it was in articles for Elite Sports New York. Uh, it's it's You don't sleep on this Vikings team. You can't. I mean, they've lost three games this year by a total of, so seven, eight, 11 points. They have lost three games this year by a combined 11 points. They're three and three. They've lost three games. Their three losses were by a combined 11 points. They lost by three to Cincinnati, which is one of the teams to beat in the AFC all of a sudden. They lost by one to Arizona, the only undefeated team in the National Football League right now. They're 7-0, and and their quarterback could be an MVP candidate by year's end. And they lost by 7 to Cleveland, who's a well-coached team, who just won with Case Keenum under center because of how well-coached they are and how talented they are. Do not sleep on this Vikings team. And don't forget, the Cowboys are great, but they, you know, they, they needed to go to overtime with New England. <laughs> don't sleep on this Vikings team. I love the Vikings to cover plus 2.5. Uh, I love the Vikings to win out right in this game, plus 115 at home. And as I said, if you're going to beat the Cowboys, you got you to gotta score points. I'm taking over 55. I say Kirk Cousins has a big game. Listen, Kirk, I'm higher on Kirk Cousins than a lot of other people. Uh, and um, that ideology is going to be proven correct this Sunday night, let's say the least. Okay, that's a good game. I, I like that game, Dallas-Minnesota. That's a game I'm looking forward to. I like it. I like both quarterbacks. Um, I think it's a good matchup. I'm pulling for Minnesota in that game. Not just because I'm a Giants guy, but for, you know, because I want to I want to make sure the picks I tell you guys to make are right. So I'm pulling for Minnesota that night. And then finally, listen, I'm not going to touch the Giants-Chiefs game. I may talk about that later on in the week. 
uh, in an article maybe at, at some point on ESNY. I just because um you know the Giants are plus nine and a half right now, plus three twenty on the money line, and the over under is fifty two. But the problem is the Giants are dealing with a number of injuries right now, and I don't have any clar- We don't have any clarity on if Kenny Galladay will be ready to play, or Saquon Barkley, or Kadarius Tony, or Sterling Shepard. We don't know. We know Andrew Thomas is on IR. So uh, we know Jabril Peppers is out for the year. He's on season-ending IR. But as far as Saquon, Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony, Sterling Shepard, we don't know. And if those four can play, or at least two of those four or three of those four can play, that's a big difference for the Giants. So I don't want to touch that game right now because I I I don't I don't feel comfortable telling you which spread total money line to take because we don't have exact clarity on if those guys will be playing. Um, but without further ado, thank you so much for tuning into episode ninety six of the Wide Ride Podcast. As always, I'm your host Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York and Elite Sports Radio Network. Follow me on Twitter at Ryan Honey ESNY. That's at Ryan Honey ESNY. Listen to and subscribe to the Wide Right Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Art Radio, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thanks so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you guys soon.